Welcome to Rooftop Church. This podcast is part of our Sunday sermon series, where each week we dive into the Word of God and the powerful message of Christ. If you have your Bibles with you, please turn your Bibles to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2, verse 1. And I am reading just five verses today, verses 1 and 2, and 9 through 11. If you don't have your Bibles, you can just pay attention to the screen in front of you, and we'll have a chance to read our main text for today. Here it goes. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. Verse 9. After hearing the king, they went their way, and the star which they had seen in the east went on before them until it came and stood over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. After coming to the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell to the ground and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Children and adults, parents, young and old, would you join me in prayer as we open up with a prayer before we begin? God, we thank you so much. What a blessing it is to be able to shout praises of joy and celebration unto you. God, as we gather here on this special occasion, God, we pray that you would allow us to receive from you the holy truth, Lord. God, today, may we not celebrate just any king. May we receive Jesus as our Lord and personal Savior, God, and have a chance to enthrone him as our king, Lord. Uh, Lead us and guide us through this portion as we surrender unto you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. (coughs) Hello. Can you guys hear me? All right. Let me start with this one. Okay. Let me know if you know what this picture is. Okay. Are you guys ready? Let me see. Who knows what this is? Okay. Abigail? Earplug? Oh, yeah. So close. Sammy? AirPod, do you know do you know what kind of AirPod is? Okay, just shout it out if you know. Oh, Bluetooth. Oh, awesome. It's close, very close. Okay. It is called AirPod Pro. Okay. And then a couple days ago, it was my wife's birthday. So I was researching all these different gifts that I could buy, and I found this AirPod Pro. And this one thing that it can do is noise cancellation. It canceled out the noise. And I was like, whoa, Shion, when we have a baby, because we're going to have a baby soon, right? Imagine when baby cries like nonstop. Imagine you plug this on, silent. <laughs> you want this? And I realized, I was keep asking her, I was like, she asked me, like, do you want it? <laughs> so like, yeah, I realized that's what I wanted as a gift. So today I want to ask you, okay, what... 
do you want for Christmas? Because I know this kind of shy crowd. So when I count three, all of you guys are going to shout out what you want for Christmas. Maybe kids, you want to shout out louder, louder so that your parents can hear. Okay, I guess ready? Just think about it. Parents shout out too, okay? All right. Ready? One, two, three. <laughs> well, there's all this different stuff. No one said, like, my mommy. Okay. Anyway. Can I, can I just share what my wife shouted right now? She shouted, alone time. Oh. Okay. Well, Merry we're... Christmas to you, wife. <laughs> Wow, we were taking Anyways. a different route. Okay. Right. Uh, so this week, as I was thinking about this question, I thought about if we ask the same question to God, what would be his response? And I thought this, the answer would be really, really different. And, and, and there's a thing that many years ago, many years ago, Abigail, God promised that he would give a gift. And that gift he will promise that he will send the king so that he can rescue the people from his enemies. You see, God allowed some people to know about this as well. And, and there were a group of people, the Bible says they were from the east. So we don't know what countries, we don't know what parts of the world, but all we know that the people were gathered on the east side of Jerusalem, and God had announced about this news that a Messiah was to, were to, was to be born. And some of these people may have been kings, some of the representatives of the rulers or, or, or the, of these different nations. We don't know their names. We don't know what countries they were from. But what we do know of is that they were very, very important people. And God allowed them to find out that a new king was to be born. And did you guys know that there weren't just three wise men? There weren't more than just three magi? That there, it's possible that there were, could have been more than three people. So these people gathered together. They decided, you know what? Let's make a journey. Let's go find this king. And you know what the crazy thing is? How long do you think this journey was? How long do you think it took these wise men get to where Jesus or the new king was to be born? A day? Is that a, think a little longer. It was a long journey for these guys. Two weeks. Yeah. Adults, you want to give a crack at it? One year, okay. Are you tired by the length of this journey? Some really, really smart people and the scholars of the Bible say it was quite possible that the wise men traveled for more than two years to come the new king. Chris, do you want to tell them more about these guys? So what exactly did they do? All right. Let me tell you the different name for these guys first. Okay, let me show you real quick. Well, not this guy yet. Okay, everybody say Magi. One more time, Magi. Okay, these are wise, they're also known as wise men. And they came from, we don't know where they're from. They're from east, but they came from far away. But as Pastor Scott mentioned, they traveled like around two years. And this is what we packed for just one night. Imagine how much luggage, how much, how much food, how much water or soda? Okay, I don't think they had a soda. But how much soap do you think they carry in order to travel two years? A lot, right? Okay, so it's crazy. They, they pack so much 
food, so much clothes, so much water, but yet they didn't forget. They packed also gifts for the king that they're about to meet. And then, and then it's crazy because we have a car. Do you have a car, Pastor Scott? I do. Oh, that's good. You guys don't have to walk. We all have a car, but we have a thing called navigation. But at the time, they didn't have a navigation. They didn't have a path. They don't have anything. But what they followed was, I don't know why I'm looking at your head, the sh- shiny star. And that was their navigation. They looked at the star. Oh, if we follow that star... We can't find that king. And they start to march this long journey without know where they're going to be. Okay, just following this star (laughs) to meet this king. And let me tell you another guy. Okay, it's like next guy. Everybody say King Herod. King Herod. Okay, as these wise men were traveling and there was a ruler or king named King Herod. And let me tell you about this guy, because this guy is very interesting. He was wicked man. What is wicked means? Really, really bad. Yeah. And there, he's very cruel, violent. And he wanted, let me borrow this for a second, Sammy. Sorry. Okay. It's kind of spoiler. You're going to be a king. Okay. So this king, he wanted to be king so bad or stay as a king so bad Whenever he saw like suspicious guys, or maybe he's trying to be a king, maybe he's gonna try try to take my crowns away. Whenever this suspicious uh, any incident happened, he killed them all. And I heard another story that he's so insecure that he ordered all the uh, he ordered leaders that when he dies, you kill the popular leaders too. So that when he died, because he knew that no one likes him. So when he dies, he wants people to cry. So he killed, he ordered to put other people, uh, into. Uh, they killed them too, so that people can cry. Crazy thing. So of course, people didn't follow. Oh, this king died. We don't have to follow anymore. So they didn't follow it, but this guy was crazy. And one day, the group of men came to him and asked, Hey, king. I heard, I know that there is a new king, there is a newborn king in Jews. Where is this king? And imagine, uh, uh, I'm right here. Like, what are you talking about? And, and, and he, he asked around. He, he asked other people who study the Bible around. Oh, you know the Bible. Do you know where is this king? And they found, he found out that he's, he was born in Bethlehem. And then he, he came to the, this man, wise man, magi, and he, he, he tried to be nice, but in, in inside, he wasn't. He asked, hey, go and find this baby, baby king so that I can go and worship him. I want to worship him too. So please, can you come back and tell me where this guy is at? But inside, he has an intention. When I find this guy, I'm going to kill him. I think it's important to understand that Christmas isn't necessarily for everybody. Or more accurately, I should say, Christmas does not mean the same for everybody. Um, While it's a joyous occasion, a happy happy day filled with celebration, excitement, and gladness, and celebration, but for some, it's no different than any other day of the year. And very small group of people 
I think they really, really did not like it at all. And the birth of the new king did not mean the same for King Herod as it did for the wise men. Wise men were really happy. They couldn't wait to meet this new king. But King Herod, his heart was filled with so much evil, and he waited for the birth of this new king for all the wrong reasons. You see, I think for adults too, you need to remember that if you see yourself as the king, and there is no room for a new king, is there? Instead of celebrating and being excited, King Herod's heart was filled with anger, bitterness, and jealousy and frustration. And it's a quick reminder to all of us that we have to really make sure that we ourselves are not occupying the seat which has been reserved for King Jesus himself. Because as long as we see ourselves as the ruler of our own lives, as we see ourselves the one who dictates the terms of our lives should be, we cannot properly celebrate this day called Christmas. If you focus on the wrong king, you miss the point of Christmas. So wise men continue his journey. So they, they now know that this king, newborn king is in Bethlehem. So they marched again and again. Oh, I thought we were done. I thought we, were, we could get an answer. But they realized they have to travel a little more. So eventually... The stars stop above one house. And as they knocked the door and went into their house, and they found a little baby, Jesus. And as soon as they found Jesus, they bowed down and worshipped him. And they gave three expensive gifts to baby Jesus. And their journey ended. But I I wonder, because they traveled so far away, why did they do that? What was the point of all that, traveling that far and giving these three? What is this, these three gifts about? Well, first of all, I love that they brought gifts to Jesus. Um, it's customary to prepare or bring gifts when you celebrate birthdays, right? Anyone recently celebrate birthdays? Anyone love birthdays? Tell me, why do you love birthdays? Shana, why do you love birthday? Why do you love your birthday because did you by the way did you get your airpods all right so she wanted what? cash, she wanted her cash. cash. <laughs> well i think it's great i think i i love birthdays i recently had my birthday a couple of weeks ago i love it because it's a day that people come to you people who love you and care for you they want to come and and tell you how special you are and they ask they ask you questions so daddy what do you want for your birthday and even my wife who doesn't really talk to me. I say, so honey, what are you thinking about? What do you want? So, and it's one day that I get to make all the wishes. And sometimes, if I'm lucky, I will end up getting all these wishes. But I love birthdays because it's a day that people come to you, celebrate with you. People say how thankful they are to have you in your life. And they shower you with great great gifts. Because giving them gifts is one way to let them know how loved they are. And that's exactly what these wise men did. When they came to see, when they came to see baby Jesus to be a, as a new king, they didn't just come to him, they brought gifts to them. Does anyone know what kind of gifts that these wise men brought to King Jesus? Can anyone shout it out? Gold, myrrh, and frankincense. Not Frankenstein, 
frankincense. They brought these three special gifts. And you might ask, well, it's kind of a random thing. When was the last time, let me ask you adults, when was the last time you received gold on your birthday? If you did, I need to talk to you. <laughs> so kind of random gifts. They brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh. I think it might be important for us to understand just the prophetic nature of these gifts because uh, these wise men first brought gold because it was to signify this is baby being born. He was to be the new king, that he was to be the ruler. And gold symbolized power, authority, and all the wealth in the world. So they brought him gold saying, you know what? This child is not no ordinary child. This child is to be the king. And second, they brought frankincense. This is actually a special kind of uh, medicine, actually. Uh, people use the resin from a balsam tree and use it to heal people. What did that symbolize? It, had a, it, it foretold of Jesus' ministry that his life was going to be devoted for bringing healing, restoring the lives of the people. And the third and last gift, what is it? What's left? Myrrh. This, is, this was by far the most bizarre gift of the three because myrrh was actually reserved for uh, involvement of the people who were dead. It was actually um, uh, uh, for used for burials and signifying that this child king's eventual death would mean so much for the rest of humanity. So these wise men brought these three special gifts and they presented at the feet of Jesus. Even though the baby had no idea what they were, they still presented the gift to Jesus. If you were to ask me though, the most special gift that these wise men presented to Jesus, I love what the Bible says. When they saw baby Jesus, they fell to the ground and they worshipped him. I love this part so much because it's such a poignant, such an appropriate response to seeing the king. Did you know? How many of you guys know what worship means? Awesome. You're awesome raising hands. Right? Good. Did you know that worship literally means for you to fall flat on the ground? Your face is, your nose is touching the ground and you're bowing down. That's what the literal translation of the word worship means. When these wise men came and saw Jesus, they lowered themselves. You would think, well, that's a little bizarre. Why would anyone put their face on the dirty ground and just lay before the king? You know why they did that? They wanted to make sure that they were signifying that, Jesus, you are higher than any one of us. We want to lift your name on high. We want to make sure that we worship you properly. We want to make sure that you hold a higher place in any one of our lives. Guys, we spent a few minutes worshiping God just a few minutes ago. And I think this is exactly why we look heavenward. This is exactly why we sometimes lift our hands. You know what that's signifying? We're basically saying, King Jesus, we honor you. We worship you. We think you're the greatest person in the world. We think that you're the most important thing in the entire universe. For that reason, we lift up our hands. We lower ourselves and we worship Him.
on the day. Wait, wait. So that yes, Chris. These wise men traveled like two years and finally met Jesus, and they didn't say Jesus is now is time for you to give us. That's right. That's right. So the first Christmas that was celebrated. It wasn't about them getting gifts. How many guys know that you guys are looking forward to Christmas, right? In just three days, you guys are probably looking forward to getting all the gifts that you've been wanting, all the the checklist, right? How many guys know Christmas is actually about you giving gifts to King Jesus? Um, what do you, is this? A, is this a question or what do I do? <laughs> they just raise hands. I, I see they're agreeing with me when we say that, right? Um, so, as we conclude this sermon portion, I thought it would be important. I thought it would be pretty special for all of us, not just the little ones, but for adults as well, that this Christmas, that we would make the effort, no matter where we may be, where, uh, where we may be. For these guys made a journey almost more than two years. I thought, you know what? Make their journey so that you can come see Jesus. And what if we sacrifice ourselves? These guys spent their own personal money, resources, uh, water you mentioned, food, all these things. And when you come, you prepare a gift. Rather than saying, God bless me, God give me. What about this Christmas, we come to Jesus saying, you know what? This time, I want to share with you a gift that I have prepared for you. And I understand We don't have gold. We don't have incense laying around the house. But what we can bring to Jesus is bring our hearts, bring our lives, saying, Jesus, we will let you be the king over our lives. And we don't make the mistake of King Herod, as he always saw himself as the most important person and miss out on the news of the great king to come. I pray that you would move over, saying, Jesus, this special place, this special seat, is reserved for you. Amen? So young and old, adults, parents, kids, babies, whom you cannot speak right now, this Christmas, are we able to, are we ready to celebrate Jesus' birthday as we come and worship Him? Amen?